Hello listeners, it's time out with the Career Center. For today's episode, we will explore biotech and life science space with your hosts, me, Devin Henley, and Brian Doyle. Our special guest today is Bill Barone and Chelsea March from Bayer, who are both proud Pitt alumni. Thank you both so much for being a part of our podcast this afternoon. Let's get started with some questions. So my first question for you is, what do you know about Bayer's history and how is that history shown today throughout the company? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I can take this one. Um, so yeah, Bayer has been around for over 150 years um, and it's headquartered in Germany, as I'm sure a lot of folks know. Um, probably the earliest and the best known product is aspirin. Um, so Bayer aspirin, they're kind of synonymous with one another. Um, so Bayer started out pretty small, certainly kind of in this, this healthcare space, but you know, over the, the years, over the past century and a half, it's really grown um, and it's really a pretty large company at this point. Um, but while it's grown, it, it's really still remained a life science company at its core. Um, and I think this is really shown, like I said, even though it's a big, uh, big company, we, we have three main divisions. Uh, pharmaceuticals, consumer health, and crop sciences. And, and really all of these, you know, have, have a strong drive towards science and, and focus on improving uh, people's lives. So with pharmaceuticals, we have oncology, cardiovascular drugs, as well as our radiology business that uh, Chelsea and I are actually part of. Um, so that a lot of that actually headquartered here in Pittsburgh. Uh, consumer health includes things like aspirins, over-the-counter medications, um, and crop sciences is really um, seeds, digital farming, environmental solutions. So really a strong core in the sciences. You can see even though they all have, you know, kind of a different span and we span a, a lot of different um, fields, you know, it really is all underlying it in kind of this core belief in, in research and science uh, to kind of lead the way for us. Um, so, you know, in all of these areas, we're always looking to improve the lives of our customers, provide cutting edge tools so they can enhance their own capabilities. Um, again, relying on this uh, science and research approach and really adapting with the times and our customer needs. Um, so this is certainly reflected in our mottos, um, such as science for a better life, health, health for all, hunger for none. Um, so you can kind of get that flavor again, even though it's such a broad company, uh, you know, I think it's a really strong uh, foundation uh, rooted in research and science. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of our students would gravitate towards a company like Bayer that, you know, where they can make a difference like that. So I guess students might want to know uh, sort of what your guys' hiring process would be and what maybe some HR managers from Bayer are looking for from students who want to work there. I'll take this one. Um, so our hiring process is actually pretty simple. We manage all of our applications online via the careers page, and our recruiters review applications as they're received against the job description and the specific skill set that the managers are looking for. Depending on that role, there could be one to two interviews with different members of the team before we make a selection. And you can always learn more about our current openings at career.bayer.us. Um, so just talking a little bit more about the recruiter, recruiter reviewing process, the recruiters that review the resumes for the managers typically review education first to ensure that the educational background aligns with what the role needs. Um, and I'm a manager, so speaking as a manager, I typically look at a candidate's major, their GPA, and what's most important is their lab, project, or industry experience. And I look at that um, while I'm sorting through candidates and before an interview. And while we're in the interview, I look to better understand the candidate's experience. So I wanna know how you communicate how you work in a team, and how you balance priorities. Um, I also want to know how a candidate solves technical problems and overcomes challenges. 
thank you so much, Chelsea, for explaining that. It's good to know that students truly understand the process from start to finish whenever it comes to, to applying for Bear. My next question for you is, what is one thing that Bear is working on in radiology or life science space that most excites you? Sure, yeah, I, I can start with that one. Um, so kind of a disclaimer, uh, like I mentioned before, Chelsea and I work in the radiology space. Um, so certainly a little bit more bias than, uh, than maybe our pharmaceutical or our crop science. So we're really only speaking to radiology. Um, and unfortunately we are in R&D, so we have a lot of cool projects that we're working on, but we, we can't really talk about just yet. Um, but that said, you know, we're always coming up with new ideas, um, specifically in our space, working with uh, folks like clinicians and our users, our customers to come up with new solutions. So, you know, really getting those ideas with our customers, working with them and getting those products into our hands, you know, is, is really what excites us and gets us into work every day. Um, specifically with things I work on, um, I have more of an academic background. Um, so I'm really excited for the work that, that we in, in radiology are doing kind of in a pure research um, phase. And we do have um, publications that we regularly come out with. Um, so just kind of with my background, you know, really digging into kind of those basic science questions and what actually impacts the field of radiology so we can better design our products um, is really something that, that excites me uh, within, our, within our group. Um, so things, you know, uh, like looking at imaging trends, where the field's going, regardless whether it's MR, fluoroscopy, CT scanning, all these different things in radiology are things that we're looking at, um, like I said, to, to understand the problems and challenges of our users and build products to, to fit their needs. Chelsea, do you have anything to, to add on to that one? Sure. So unlike Bill, I work on typically fielded product. I'm the chief engineer of our Stellant product family line. And just last year, we put our newest product, Stellant Flex, into full commercial release. Um, and what's been really exciting this past year is even through COVID, um, there have been hundreds of installations per month. And so it's been really exciting to see what our customers have to think about our product and work through technical solutions with my team. Um, so there's always something new and it's what I really like is that the problems that we're solving today will impact customers within the next month. So it's really hands on. You really can um, change patients lives. Thank you both for sharing that. Uh, you know, it's very interesting. And I think that uh, our students would gravitate towards some of those things, um, you know, like research, like, you know, things like that, that they might be able to pick up in their education and, uh, you know, transfer over to Bayer. And specifically, I have another question that relates sort of to that. Um, so what soft skills do you guys look for in a candidate and maybe what transferable skills as well do you look for? Sure, I can take this one. Um, so to me, the most important soft skill in a candidate would be communication. Um, working at Bayer, just like most industry jobs, requires extensive communications with folks of different backgrounds. Um, and it's important that candidates feel comfortable reaching out to work with others. That's not to say you have to come in with perfect communication skills, uh, but just be willing to try, be willing to go and reach out to people um, because the more people you are able to communicate with, the more people who can help you solve your problem. In terms of transferable skills, um, we have several core competencies that we look at as part of the recruiting process, but the two that are most important to me would be collaboration and driving results. So the reason I think collaboration is important is ultimately collaboration is what gets our products from the research phase to our customers' hands. We have to collaborate within Bayer, outside Bayer, with suppliers. Um, and so you need to be able to work with people who are very different from you and to be able to get your point across to folks who are different from you. 
And to me personally, drives results is something that as an engineer, um, I think is very important, especially with problem solving. Um, it shows that someone is a hard worker and that they're willing to see a problem through until the end. Um, and whether or not you get help from others, it doesn't really matter. As long as you are willing to be a part of the team that finds an answer, that's important to me. Thank you so much, Chelsea. We, we appreciate you sharing that. So our students have a better understanding of you know, what Bear is looking for when it comes to their skills and transferable skills. My next question for you relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion. So can you tell me more about Bear's outlook on diversity, equity, and inclusion? And are your company's recruiting efforts supporting a diverse culture? Absolutely, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and certainly, you know, diversity and inclusion is something we're, we're always working toward and trying to improve on. Um, and, and it really starts, I think, with the top level. Um, you know, our president of Bayer US, Philip Lake, you know, has certainly iterated um, a commitment to diversity and inclusion. We, we certainly have a lot of communications internally with, with respect to that. And I think it really shows uh, kind of within the structure and the resources uh, in Bayer. Um, so really Bayer is committed to, to providing an environment in which uh, employees from a diverse group of background experience can come together really to provide strength to us as a company, you know, to view it as, as really a, an asset for us. Um, so, you know, cultivating this environment where everybody has, has the best place to, to really grow and succeed. Um, and one of the, the unique things I think about Bayer, or one of the, the great things that we have internally are what we call uh, business resource groups. Um, and these are really volunteer groups that are sponsored within Bayer to promote this, this cultural diversity and awareness. So for example, we have Grow, which is our, our women's um, group, uh, Blend, which is a LG, uh, LGBT plus, uh, Brave for veterans, Enable, uh, which is for family members with diverse abilities, and Arise, which is for employees of African descent. So you know, these are really core features, I think, in our culture um, that really help to promote um, and, and engage people uh, with in, uh, diversion and in, uh, inclusion and diversity within our group. Um, you know, that's, that's really great for, for our employees, but in addition to this, you know, as we go through kind of the recruiting process, uh, we do have a diversion advisory council. Um, so this is a group that, that really promotes uh, matters of diversion and inclusivity uh, throughout our entire organization. They participate in our recruiting activities, um, help with employee development, and really uh, promote employee retention uh, with, with the goals of um, diversity and inclusion across the board. Um, so I think those are, you know, some of the, the features uh, that, that we are really proud of in, uh, in Bayer uh, when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Um, and I did want to mention um, that uh, in the 2020 DNI Awards, we have also uh, received um, some, some mentions uh, as an adoption advocate for uh, a best place to work for disability inclusion, uh, LGBT equality, as well as a military-friendly employer. Um, and really to wrap up, you know, uh, for folks out there who are looking for jobs, uh, we do certainly recruit at uh, national conferences, um, you know, groups such as SWE, NBMBA, uh, MAN, RRS, um, different things like, uh, you know, these different conferences we certainly have a presence at. So if you're attending these, certainly look out for us. Um, you know, we're, we're really um, trying to establish a strong presence in this community. It's great to know that Bayer, uh, you know, has these groups built into their culture. Not only that, but you know, many different, uh, you know, equity and inclusion um, specific things that they're, you know, that they're implementing. Um, 
I also had a question uh, that relates to sort of what's going on in the world today with, with COVID-19 and maybe how that has adapted uh, Bayer's recruiting process. If you could speak to that. Sure. Um, so I'll be honest, recruiting really hasn't changed that much. Um, the biggest change that we've had to adapt to with COVID-19 is we don't have on-campus on events or in-person events anymore. But the process is um, pretty, pretty similar to what it was. We are still hiring for student roles and for full-time positions. And um, I think that we've been pretty creative with virtual events. So we, both Bill and I have been able to do a lot of different virtual events um, with the Pitt Career Center. And we look to continue that with uh, perhaps some other events within Pitt. Um, just in, going back to the recruiting process itself. Uh, so as I said, we're not doing in-person events anymore. Uh, so we do have interviews over Teams, over Zoom. Um, so we do try to take advantage of the virtual tools that we have. Um, and then on a non-recruiting side, um, Bayer has been very um, cautious in terms of who is able to go back on site. Um, employees can go on site as their job demands, but uh, we have a 20% uh, capacity limit and we ensure that everyone is masked and is adhering to social distancing rules. Awesome, thank you so much for sharing that information, Kelsey. So again, we're gonna shift gears and talk a little more of some personal questions for you guys. So my first question is, you guys both are Pitt alumni, and so I just wanted to, if you could both speak to the degree that you received from Pitt, and ultimately, why did you decide to work for Bayer? I can start off with that one. Um, so yeah, I, I, like you mentioned, I, I went to uh, Pitt, I majored in bioengineering uh, with a focus on biomechanics um, and graduated with my undergraduate degree in, in 2010. Um, like I said, I, I really uh, was interested in research. Um, I got involved in uh, that during my undergrad, uh, really my, my junior, uh, sophomore, junior year of undergrad became involved in our research labs um, and really with, you know, UPMC and, and the really great um, kind of environment down at Pitt. Um, so actually, I stayed a little bit longer. I got my PhD uh, in bioengineering as well. Um, and that's really when I started to get into, I'd say, medical imaging. Um, toward the later portion of my, uh, my PhD, I started doing CT scans, MRI scans, you know, I, and I thought it was fascinating. And you know, the reason I think that, that kind of attracted me to Bayer, you know, it's not uncommon to see some of the products in those suites uh, that I was working in. And really just wanting to have that impact, you know, Chelsea had mentioned it a little bit earlier, just, just having kind of a direct impact on patients' lives is really what drew me to, to Bayer and just kind of having that uh, familiarity with, with radiology. You know, it, it just felt like a good fit. Um, so, you know, I always wanted to work at a medical device company. That's why I came to Pitt and, and went into bioengineering to start with. Um, and so just kind of as my skill sets evolved, you know, and, and I moved along, it just felt like a really good fit. And I was fortunate enough to find a position within the company. I'll go next. Um, so before I went to Pitt, I got my undergraduate degrees at Carnegie Mellon. I was a chemical engineer and a biomedical engineer double major. Um, and then I went to Pitt and I got my PhD in bioengineering. Um, I did a focus in biomechanics, in, in me biomechanics. Um, and I knew while I was working on my PhD that I wanted to eventually go into industry. Um, and I really wanted to work in medical devices. I liked that they were uh, tangible mechanical things that um, help people. And in terms of what set Bayer apart, I really wanted to work for a big company. Um, when I was 
when I was in college, I got career advice that you should start with a big company and work your way smaller. And I liked that Bayer has so many opportunities um, in so many ways. So it has opportunities around the world. It has opportunities in different divisions. Um, it has different opportunities within Bayer and within Pittsburgh, but different, um, different departments. And so I liked being able to get my feet wet with a big company and just try a bunch of things and see what fit the best. Thank you both for sharing. And uh, I think that ultimately when you did choose Bayer, uh, you know, students might want to know sort of what was the one thing that you wish you had known when you started there? Uh, that you, when, if you could go back and sort of tell yourself some advice, what would that be? I can start. Um, so kind of getting to why I chose Bayer, um, I wish I would have known that um, the job that you take right out of school, it's, it's not going to be a perfect shoe. You can try, you can get into a company and try a different position, try a different um, expertise that you had never really studied even in school. But if you are able to build on experience that you gain while you're in your job, uh, you can leverage that to try something else. Um, so your first position out of school isn't necessarily a sentence into what you will do for the rest of your life. Um, it's like your first drive of, um, out of a hole of golf. Uh, you just want to get it in the general direction of where you would like to be eventually. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, just follow up. Um, you know, I think that's certainly something I didn't expect. You know, I think you come out and, and you're looking kind of for that perfect fit. Um, but, you know, I think the key is, you know, really you want to leverage what you're good at, but you want to look for those opportunities to, to learn new skills, uh, to be valuable. Um, and I think it was surprising to me just kind of being a little bit into my career now, um, just how well those skills transfer across different roles. So, you know, just not being afraid to take a role to get that experience um, and to learn and grow, you know, as, as an employee. Um, to make yourself more valuable. I think that's something I think I, I wish I would have understood a little bit better uh, when I was getting started. Um, so even kind of going back, you know, you know, Chelsea had mentioned your first job doesn't really define you. I'd say even to some extent that, you know, your academic background um, doesn't necessarily define you as well. Um, so don't be afraid to explore different areas or, or to really kind of stretch um, it, to you know different roles um, because you probably do have those skills because like I think I mentioned earlier a lot of these things are transferable um, so you know you can really get your foot in the door and kind of explore or find out what you like um, but again it's all about kind of getting that first opportunity and, and making the most of it awesome and this next question kind of ties into what you guys were already saying but I don't know if you have some specific advice when it comes to this so what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career at fair Chelsea, you want to start on that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, <watching>. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for you to go. Um, so my advice would be coming from a manager. Um, so view the job description as the key for what we want. Um, so it's basically a checklist. And um, what I recommend you do is you tailor your application and your resume to checking off those boxes on that checklist, because that is what recruiters are looking for to get you through the door. And that's what managers are looking for to see if you are the best fit for that job. And I think my, um, my advice would really be, um, don't be afraid to, to show kind of your passions. Um, 
you know, I think we've touched on it a little bit, but, you know, specifically at our site where we really take pride in what we do and the, and the products we create. And I think it's safe to say most people in our building are really there because they want to make an impact in people's lives. Um, you know, from diagnosis, treatments, you know, we're, really, we're very proud of our products. So, um, you know, if that's certainly a passion that you have, let that shine in your interviews uh, when you're talking to folks. Let them know what you're interested in and really go for it. Um, in addition, I think I would mention probably um, being persistent, um, especially looking for careers. You know, if you're looking for that first job or a fair somewhere you really want to be, um, don't be afraid to, you know, keep, uh, keep pushing. Um, you know, I applied for a co-op at Bayer. I, I didn't get it. I applied for a full-time position at Bayer. I did not get that job either. Um, but I knew it's, it's, it was really something I wanted to work toward. Um, and ultimately I ended up with a contractor position. So not even a, a full-time employee. Um, but you know, I took that opportunity, um, and really kind of took it and ran with it. Um, and so, you know, fortunately I'm, I'm in a position that I, that I really love now. Um, but you know, it's something that, again, just overcoming some of those, um, you know, denials, if you will, um, some of those hurdles, uh, and just keep pushing because it's something I wanted to do. So I think that's a lesson that, that I would pass on to, to folks who are interested. In. Great. Thank you for that. Um, and obviously, you know, there's people that work at Bayer that have passions that may be outside of work as well. Uh, and so we sort of wanted to know uh, how the organization promotes that work-life balance for its employees. Yeah, I can uh, start with this one. Um, yeah, so I, I think one of the, the best things kind of about our, our work environment um, is really the schedules, uh, the flexibility that, that Bayer offers. Um, you know, it certainly varies by department. We do have production facilities where, where folks might not have as flexible as a schedule, but, you know, for, for at least the engineering work uh, that, that we do at our sites, um, you know, we're really flexible if we have doctor's appointments, family needs, um, important life events. You know, the company is really willing to work with you. Um, and it's really just a great culture with the, with the managers, um, and, you know, the folks, our, our leadership um, who allow us to have this flexibility. So taking advantage, you know, of the summertime or holidays, different things like that. Um, I think that's really kind of what I enjoy kind of about our work culture. It's just, you know, I think everybody understands that, that you have a life outside of work. Um, and, and while we all work all hard while we're there, you know, there's a certain amount of respect uh, between us and the company that uh, that provides us that freedom. Um, so I think that's what I enjoy about our, our work-life balance for sure. Yeah, and, and to build on that, even before the pandemic, uh, Bayer has been very open to working from home and taking the time you need to do personal things. Um, I have a toddler and sometimes he has doctor's appointments and it's been very easy to work from home, take him to his appointment and then come back and keep working. Um, Bear is more interested in you getting your work done than getting your hours into a traditional nine to five schedule. Um, they really wanna see their employees be uh, happy, healthy individuals, both in and outside of work. Thank you both for sharing your perspective. It's, it's good to know that Bear really respects their employees and really is working to have helping them to have the best work-life balance. So my next question for you is, if you could go back to college and be a college student again, what's the one thing you would do differently or one of the things you'd want to do differently? I, I can start. Um, when I was in college, I thought the most important thing 
was your GPA. So I spent all of my time studying for my classes, um, but I didn't realize at that time how important work or research experience was. So if I could go back, um, I would have spent more time in the lab or I would have looked for part-time gigs at local startups, um, anything to understand better what life is like as a practicing engineer. And like I said, as a manager, I really value when folks have those experiences that can translate directly into um, what I'll be having folks work on at Bayer. Uh, so if I could go back, I would definitely try to dive a little bit more into what the real world would eventually be for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and for me, you know, I think the one thing that I struggle with and I wish I would have, um, you know, really started practicing earlier on is, is really my networking skills. Um, so I really, I really have, feel like I've been comfortable pushing kind of my technical skills or, or promoting those, but it is, you know, some of these soft skills that we had talked about a little bit earlier um, that, that I really think I could have done a little bit better job of and really just promoting myself or getting to know folks a little bit better, particularly in undergraduate. Um, you know, I feel so fortunate, you know, that, that things worked out with Bayer, but, you know, to really give myself options, maybe build those experiences like Chelsea was, was mentioning, um, just kind of putting myself out there to be in those positions to, to talk about, you know, different opportunities or find those positions. Uh, I think I wish is something um, that, that I would have done certainly more in, in undergrad. I feel like I, I certainly got a little bit better uh, during my graduate school days, um, but I, you know, I must admit, I think I was pretty poor at that um, back in undergraduate. Um, so with that, you know, I'd certainly say from my experience, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people who visit campus. Um, you know, Chelsea and I are certainly happy to help, help folks out. Um, we're happy to participate in, in events uh, with the university. And, and certainly, uh, thank you for having us on the, the podcast. I think this is, is a great way to reach out. So, you know, if there's any questions, you know, certainly don't be afraid uh, to reach out and then ask those questions. Yeah, thank you both so much. And, you know, I think that students could definitely get some valuable insights from what you guys shared today. So appreciate that from both of you. Um, where can listeners best connect with you guys online? I would say uh, LinkedIn is probably best. Uh, so you could find us both, just send us a message um, that you're a Pitt student, you heard us on the podcast or whatever. Um, and yeah, we'd be happy to talk to you over LinkedIn or um, maybe we could just start emailing. Um, but yeah, find us on LinkedIn. Sounds good. And thank you so much to Bill Barone and Chelsea Marsh for letting us get the inside scoop on Bayer's recruiting strategies and all their different unique opportunities. A special thank you as well to all the Career Center partners, Aldi, uh, Bayer, Precision Cast Parts Corp, Williams, Eaton, and Norfolk Southern for making this podcast happen. As always, take a time out with the Career Center and hail to Pitt.